This is the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast for Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. Today I'm going to talk about four different topics, and here they go. Uh, detoxing land, what that means. Uh, bee treatments and updates on the hives. Hive splitting updates. And as well as an update on our flowers, what's happening on the farm with regard to what's blooming. So let's start with detoxing the land. So one thing, yesterday I was out, because in the crimson clover patch, as we call it, there's probably about 10 acres of it. The crimson clover is sort of fighting with the weeds to sort of become, you know, dominant, I guess. And so what I did yesterday is at a very high level, I cut the weeds so that the clover could still survive and maybe get a bit of a jump on the grass. It's, it's not really grass. It's more like weeds, uh, non-blooming. So they're not pollinators. And I was doing that, uh, you, you know, when you drive over the land like that, you become very aware of what's happening and what's around you. And, and the first thing I saw, a great deal of wildlife, a great deal of uh, different uh, um, pollinators. Um, when I went close to other areas, for example, the hubam clover that I'm going to talk about. So there, there was a, a great change, and I, I keep thinking about for years, 50 years, the land has been every year planted with cash crops and sprayed and, um, you know, farmed properly, but still sprayed and took care, taken care of that way. But this is the first year there's been none of that. Um, there were some years where wheat was grown, but even with the wheat, there would have been some Roundup at the beginning and some other sprays involved. So, so this is the first year this has happened. And I've really noticed, and maybe it's just because I'm looking for it, but the changes in, in what's happening on the land. Um, I saw a partridge yesterday, which I've never seen on our farm, and and right in the middle of the field where the grass is growing and quite happily, um, you know, working away, probably eating some canola seed because the wild canola that, or sorry, the volunteer canola that was blooming has now uh, gone to seed and, and provides food for all kinds of animals. So we're going to continue to watch what happens with the land. So the clover that we planted wasn't just to provide, you know, the bees with an access to nectar and pollen, but also to be able to uh, replenish the soil because clover brings the nitrogen back into the soil, has very deep roots, which breaks up the soil, and it's going to be uh, just an amazing resource long-term. Bee treatments. So as I talked about last podcast, it was a little kind of on the fence, but uh, the more I worked at it, the more I realized that we really do have to treat for these mites in a healthy way if we can. And so went ahead and put um, two types of treatments on this week, past week. We put on thymol from the thyme plant, which is an essential oil in a high concentration. And we put that on the single boxes. So the single boxes that were... um, had 10 frames only, and what that does over time is it releases um, some of the thymol fumes, I guess you'd call it, and mites hate that. They, they die or leave. They pretty much die. The bees don't mind it after about a day, and they just get on with their work. Now, the thing about it, we put it on hives that, that have no honey boxes, so there's no way we would ever take a frame, even if they had too much, because it's all for them anyway. Uh, and because sometimes that time can stay in uh, sort of the the smell can stay in the honey. It's healthy. It just changes the flavor. So we, we're not using that on any hives that may, we may ever take a frame of honey off of. On the other hives that were um, two boxes, we put on um, 
um, formic acid. And formic acid is another natural treatment, they call it, but in higher concentrations that you find in ant stings. And it's, there, it also exists somewhat naturally in honey. So formic acid did go ahead with those treatments. Um, bees seemed to tolerate it well because the temperature had dropped. And again, the purpose of doing it this time of the year is so that when the queen begins to lay the eggs for the winter brood, those bees that will survive all winter and take care of her in the hive, they'll be healthy and strong and they'll get into the spring in a, in a very strong way. A week ago, we also put the queen cells into... Um, five queen cells into five hives it appears they all hatched now we're not sure we won't know for about a month how that worked out um, but those were hives that we split specifically to bring in more genetics and and so far so good if you can follow us on instagram um, you know that the um, the bees have loved the nectar and pollen that's out there from the clover that we planted and uh, that's really an exciting time so the bee treatments were completed in about 30 days we'll go back in and take out the whatever remains and other than putting a winter we're just going to do a little, a little winter blanket on top of our hives for a moisture inside the hives to, to wick up any moisture that may happen other than that they're on their own and i think we hopefully will have a, a good winter with them on a hive split update uh, as you know we started with with only two hives uh, for, and then we ended up with a total of 13 hives and from that th those 13 hives we split and also caught some swarms and we did walk away splits which means we simply took um, frames with uh, some eggs and um, larvae in it and the bees when they realized they didn't have a queen raised their own queen all of those six hives were successful they all were able to um, you know create <laughs> a queen and are thriving right now some of them incredibly so uh, the second step was we added live queens that we purchased to hives that were split who were already uh, ready to lay eggs, and those are also thriving. We had uh, uh, five of those, and they're doing incredibly well. And just last week, as I discussed, we brought in eggs, um, six queen eggs, and we um, had them in different hives that we had created for this purpose. And it appears to be, so far it's too early to say, that hopefully some of those will survive. So we tried three types of hive splits. We did walkaway splits. We did splits where we introduced a fertilized queen to, inter to introduce different genetics. And we just recently did splits, late season splits, where we introduced a um, queen egg cell, queen cell, that would need to hatch and go off and... Uh, and become fertilized so it could then lay eggs. We're not sure how that one's going, but that was the three steps this year. Next year, we, we don't plan to be so intensive because hopefully we have a significant survival from the winter. A great question on winter survival because uh, you have to remember that in nature, not everything survives. So the question is, what would be a normal winter survival rate? Is 20%, 30%? Um, that die so we would have a 70 or 80 percent survival which would be probably incredible um, we don't know uh, but certainly not all our bees are going to survive the winter uh, but we're going to look at you know where we place them how we treated them that's why we collect all this information as well as the environment the most important thing for bees is the habitat that they're living in and we have a, a safe protective habitat that has great resources for them so hopefully that will help in their 
winter survival rate. But certainly so far, it's been it's been quite an incredible year. With a flower update, and if you're a member at wildflowerbeefarm.com, you're going to see the video I'm going to be doing today on the Hubam clover. We have uh, white Hubam or white sweet clover that's blooming incredibly. And when you walk close to that, uh, you know, we have about five acres of it, I believe, currently six acres. You'll, you'll hear the bees in the clover. Uh, there apparently are 1.5 billion flowers for every two acres or two and a half acres. So we probably have about four billion flowers um, of clover for the bees. The uh, crimson clover is also coming on, as is the hairy vetch. So uh, with a flower update, surprisingly yesterday I also saw my first goldenrod blooming. So bees absolutely love goldenrod. Uh, it's also healthy for we humans if you happen to get any of the of the honey. We're not sure if we'll have any because the bees obviously will need it for themselves. But if there is any, it will be very interesting to to uh, to try. Just as a close, we really thank. We just received another high sponsor this week. And uh, so exciting that we're able to share our story and also, uh, you know, place their name plate on our hive and send them regular videos. I'll be going out later this morning to do a video for them on their hive. So if you want to really get involved, you can certainly do that. We appreciate your support. You can become a member for $50 a year, and that helps us continue our efforts and also gives you, um, you know, private access to all of our video blogs that are posted once a week during the season and in the off-season whenever they come up. You have an amazing day. I'm Henry from the Wildflower Bee Farm. Look forward to speaking with you again next time.